Penumbra is a global healthcare company focused on innovative technologies. It is advancing the field of embolization forward with this complete platform that includes Ruby, Pod, and liquid metal packing coil that are designed for versatility and softness. Learn more at penumbrainc.com. On this episode of The Kinked Wire. They were able to remove the filter, repair the damage, and get full blood flow for the first time in almost two years. Welcome to The Kinked Wire, the interventional radiology podcast from SIR Publications. You can learn more on our website, survive.org slash kinkedwire. In 2020, while Shada Ehler was being treated for exceptionally heavy menstrual bleeding, she began to experience a range of additional symptoms, including rapid swelling and pain in her legs and shortness of breath. After receiving no relief after several months of visits to doctors and the ER, she met interventional radiologist Zlatko Devchik, who saved her limb and her life. In this episode of The King Wire, for a deep vein thrombosis awareness month, Ms. Ehlert shares the story of her incredible experience with the efficacy of IR. It all really started due to an incredibly heavy menstrual cycle. It really got to the point where I was just bleeding pretty much uncontrollably. What my doctor told me was roughly a quarter of my blood volume was gone because it wasn't replenishing itself. I got down to a 3.7 hemoglobin and they didn't quite know where to go with that. I went to the ER day after Christmas, 2020, because my legs swelled up and we felt fairly confident I had a blood clot in my lower left leg. They said, well, there is a little pea-sized something in there, uh, but it's an asaphenous vein. It's nothing to worry about. Maybe the pain you're experiencing in your leg is some sort of skin infection. Go home, put your feet up for two weeks, uh, take this ibuprofen for pain, and go see your doctor in 10 to 14 days. A couple of weeks later, it actually had gotten worse. I was able to track a progression across my leg. I was becoming aware of the vein kind of on the left side of my leg and then going over the front part of my leg and then up my inner thigh. I was actually seeing the vein very red, very angry and raised. It was painful to the touch. It was hot to the touch. Went in to see my doctor and they decided that I quickly needed to have an ultrasound. Uh, There were a whole bunch of little tiny blood clots all through that saphenous vein but they still didn't consider it deep vein, even though technically they were deep in my thigh, but it wasn't into uh, like a heavy arterial vein. So they were like, it's not that big a problem. We're not really concerned that it's going to move to your lungs or to your heart. So we're just going to kind of monitor it. They thought that we would do the regular course of medication and treatment for a blood clot, which was giving you blood thinners. About maybe 36 hours after I took that first dose, I started just like hemorrhaging menstrual blood. I saw the hematologist and they said, okay, you are so low in your numbers. We have to do an emergency blood transfusion. You need about six units, but we can only give you three safely. I had a blood transfusion, and then over the course of the next, I believe, eight weeks, I had a, an iron infusion every week. So my numbers started to look better. Things were looking up. 
finally got in to see the new gynecologist and she said, well, why don't we try an IUD? Uh, and she also gave me um, a medication called Magesterol, which is Megase. I did need a DNC, she thought, to start the bleeding. So in the meantime, she gave me Magesterol. She told me, we have some concerns about this. You know, there is the possibility to develop blood clots. And because you already have some superficial blood clots, I'm a little concerned about it. But we don't know how else to stop your bleeding Three days later, I started to get significant shortness of breath, pain in my chest, just really felt unwell. So I had my first appointment with a cardiovascular specialist. I told him I was concerned I may have blood clots in my lungs at that point because of my shortness of breath. And he said, no, 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 you're too young. Set another ultrasound for two weeks after that date. I went in and had the ultrasound, and the doctor came in just kind of pale and shaky. He said, there are significant blood clots in your legs, and they are DVTs. We have to get you in tomorrow morning and get an IVC filter put into your abdomen to keep them from going to your lungs, your heart. About 15 hours later, I was on the table getting the filter put in. And then Friday evening, I started to feel very strange. I started to feel like at any moment, like my legs were going to give out. Come Sunday morning, I woke up and I was just in incredible pain and I could not move my right leg at all. It had swollen to about three times its normal size and almost my entire foot is turning blue at this point. We go to the ER and they find that my chest and my legs are completely full of clots. The filter was completely clogged from the filter all the way down to my toes. The original doctor came to see me in the hospital. Is it there a surgery that can be done? He said, well, no, there's nothing we can do. And then the PA for my hematologist said, well, yeah, there is. She can have a thrombectomy. The surgeon who placed the filter in the first place said, absolutely, tomorrow we are doing surgery. So I had the thrombectomy. The filter was so clogged, it was damaged, so they removed the filter, put a new filter in after they did the thrombectomy. I was supposed to have the filter out, I believe they said 52 days later. Well, my local hospital was overrun with COVID. So before you know it, now it's four months past when it should have come out. We go in, had the surgery, turns out now the vein is so full of old clots and scar tissue that it has cemented the filter into the vein. They tried to work around it and kind of cut through some of that scar tissue, and they ended up perforating my vein. And so they had to quickly repair the vein, close it up, so let's give it six weeks, and we'll come back and try it again. Now we're at almost end of December of 2021. I go into the hospital again, and this time he was able to collapse it, but he was unable to actually remove it. He said, my expertise and this facility cannot go any further. This is just something that you're probably going to have to live with. We started sending out feelers, and I guess Dr. Devcheck saw my information and thought, wow, this is definitely a challenge. He was wonderful. He immediately was, the day I saw him, he said, we're going to do x-rays, we're going to do um, CT scans, we're going to figure out where it is, what it does. And he looked at everything. They had the scans. He said, if I can see blood flow in your feet, then we can do the surgery. You know, if there's no blood flow in your feet, it's not worth doing because it won't take. So the day of the surgery came, the surgery was close to 12 hours for that one. 
And it took them apparently like seven and a half hours just to kind of break through all of that scar tissue and old clots just to get to the actual filter itself. They were able to remove the filter, repair the damage, and get full blood flow for the first time in almost two years. The feeling was so strong and intense. Now those nerves could finally start to try to repair themselves because, you know, blood flow is restored. That was in August. And I went back to see him three weeks later and had a scan. And then I had another scan last month and both showed full blood flow. My pain level, I sit at around a two or three now, whereas before the surgery, I was never lower than about a seven. I still wear compression socks every day. I still take blood thinners every day, but it is considerably less than what it used to be. Even with compression socks, if I was up on my feet for more than a couple hours, basically my feet would be the same size as my thighs. Just from like my thighs down to my feet was like one big squishy tube. So that has gotten considerably better. Dr. Devcheck absolutely is my unicorn. He did the impossible. And I was told by multiple doctors that, yeah, this is just not really something that can be done. And my primary told me, you know, this is a real moment you need to hear. Nobody's going to touch you. You're too much of a risk. Uh, Your likelihood of dying on the table is too high because you both clot and hemorrhage. And you're just a very complicated case. You know, I wasn't I honestly was not confident that it would ever come out. Being during the height of a pandemic, I'm shocked that I got the care that I did because honestly, it was it was a lot. <laughs> that was Shada Ayler describing her experience with DVT and the efficacy of IR. We thank Ms. Ayler for sharing her story with us and you for listening to The King's Wire. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any thoughts or ideas for us, drop us a line at kinkwire at surrub.org.